Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. Today is day 916 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important to have a proper perspective of today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that you also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the cultures of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages of God's words, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled his essays into a book called, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. The census is taken quite often in the United States and other countries to determine a variety of information, in addition to the count of the people. Although there are several places in the Bible where the people are counted, God wanted David to rely solely on him and not the size of his population. David was not supposed to take a census of his army or his people. Today's essay explores an interesting topic which is the 1003 BC census. Was it from God or from Satan? One of the more vexing problems in the Old Testament is how do we parse the parallel accounts of 1 Chronicles chapters 21 verses 1 through 17 and 2 Samuel chapter 24 verses 1 through 25. So I'm going to read the first two verses of each of those chapters. First from 1 Chronicles chapter 21 verses 1 and 2. Satan rose up against Israel and caused David to take a census of the people of Israel. So David said to Joab, the commander of the army, Take a census of all the people of Israel, from Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north, and bring me a report, so that I may know how many there are. And now from 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 1 and 2. Once again the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he caused David to harm them by taking his census. Go and count the people of Israel and Judah, the Lord told him. So the king said to Joab, the commander of his armies, Take a census of all the tribes of Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, so that I may know how many people there are. These two accounts are nearly identical, except for one glaring disparity. The Chronicles version has Satan as David's instigator, while 2 Samuel names Yahweh, the God of Israel, as a provocator. The Chronicles account noted that David's act was evil in the sight of the Lord, but this line is omitted in 2 Samuel. Both accounts have God posing three punishments before David, but David leaves those decisions to the Lord. The angel of Yahweh executes a plague on the land in both versions. The two accounts are contradictory. The options for the resolution are somewhat disconcerting. If we want to blame Satan, we must identify Yahweh as Satan. The reverse strategy requires the identity of Satan with the sovereign Yahweh. If Satan can somehow be removed from this picture, then we are faced with the fact that Yahweh incited David to do something and then punished him for doing so. Is there any way out of this mess? The solution is surprisingly straightforward. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for Satan is not a proper personal name. This is because the definite article in Hebrew, or the word the, is nearly always attached to it. Like English, Hebrew does not permit a definite article to be paired with a proper personal name. Like I don't call myself the Guthrie. The noun Satan paired with the definite article simply means the adversary. 
There is only a handful of places in the Hebrew Bible where the Satan is not preceded with a definite article. 1 Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1 is one of them, and thus many interpreters see this as a rare instance of being known as Satan appearing in the Old Testament. If this is the case, though, we have a blatant contradiction. But there is a better explanation. The only other place in the Old Testament where Satan lacks a definite article is the term used in the divine figure in Numbers chapter 22, verse 22, where we read that the angel of Yahweh stood in the way of Balaam and his donkey as the adversary, or it could be referred to as Satan. The angel was opposing Balaam. He was the divinely appointed adversary, like Satan in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. This is not referring to the Satan as a personal being. The connection between the word Satan, meaning an adversary, and the angel of Yahweh is crucial to the understanding the discrepancy between 1 Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1 and 2 Samuel chapter 24 verse 1. In both accounts, the angel dispenses God's judgment upon David. God and the angel of the Lord are frequently identified with each other in the Old Testament, such as in Exodus chapter 3, Joshua 5, and Judges 6. Thus, it seems that we don't have Satan, God's cosmic enemy, in the Chronicles passage. Instead, the writer is referring to the angel who was Yahweh in human form. This means that both the writers of 1 Chronicles and 2 Samuel have Yahweh initiating the senses, and there is no contradiction. One big question looms, though. Despite this solution, why would Yahweh incite David to do something and then would later punish him? Both accounts begin with saying Yahweh was very angry at Israel, not specifically David. Yahweh chose to use David as his instrument of judgment against the nation, similar to the way he would use Nebuchadnezzar centuries later. As a Babylonian king, he was still accountable for his actions, as was David in this passage. Judgment and its means both belong to the Lord, but human agents are still accountable. Sometimes as humans, it is hard for us to reconcile. In times like this, I am brought to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far above anything you can imagine. Well, that's a wrap for today's essay. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the Old Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay called Cooking the Books. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us, and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 915 treks or read the Wisdom Journal, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, Lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.